Hi, I'm Tamara Calder-Richardson, and I'm a six-time near-death experiencer. And I want to jump in and tell you that most of my experiences have happened when I was very young and a child. The first one that's um, that, that really starts is when I was three years old and I was playing in a large house and it was an, it was an old Southern house and we we're playing hide and go seek me and my cousin and we're jump I'm jumping around. She's counting to go hide. And so I run upstairs and I'm trying to look in a bedroom, look in a bathroom and I'm jumping up and down and there was this dresser and it was right above my head. And I was, I knew I was clearing it, but underneath was a nail. And so the nail pierced through my head and I had a, after that event, I had a hole in my head two years because there's nothing they can do. They have to literally let your head, you know, your skin and your bone grow back. And so I thought it was water fell on my head and then I immediately passed out and lay, uh, lay, you know, I was laying on the floor, but then I could see everything from above. And then I could see it from different directions in the room. And I could see this thing that looked like a beautiful angel over my body that was, uh, looked like they were healing my head. And I was just observing and the, my cousin screaming, getting the adults. And then I just observed everybody. And, and then I went back into my body and it hurt when I was 10 years old. I was uh, with my family at a fam uh, on a vacation at the beach and we were at a hotel and I was in the pool and some boys were playing volleyball and I was swimming on the bottom and they didn't realize they're swimming they were playing volleyball in the water they didn't know I was underneath there so I couldn't come up for air and in that time I saw the ocean start opening up and nothing but light was coming through. And I heard chorus of this most amazing, beautiful angels. And then, then next thing I know, I'm awake with the lifeguard. I'm getting water out of my mouth. And then the, the last one, I'm going to go back to when I'm four and five years old, the big ones. The last one is I just had a reaction to, it was a menstrual migraine pill that prescribed from a doctor. And I took it, I guess it didn't agree with me. And I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like alarms went off I, and I couldn't talk. I don't know why I couldn't talk. I don't know why I didn't have motor skills, but I feel, felt like I was raising myself like Frankenstein. And I got out of the bed. I couldn't even wake my husband. I, I can't understand that. I just couldn't. I, could, I, I knew it was an emergency. And I got up to go look at the TV, thinking if I could hear people talk on the television and I, if I could follow it. But soon afterwards, um, I heard this white silence and then I didn't care. And then it was, I didn't know my name or male or female. And then I found myself seeing the furniture break down into white lines all day, like a Saturday, no one was there and, and no one was on the roads, thank goodness. But he slammed on the brake. We turned around and we hit a tree that was in the park and it was wedged in there on the driver's side, me, I went up through the windshield and the moment of impact, I didn't have a car seat. They didn't really do that back then. So uh, it, I was four years old. So the impact of my little body hitting that, I don't remember anything, even hardly the impact. I just remember everything was very black. It was very dark. And I was in a, it, it, it was the perception of a tunnel, but it could be a portal. You know, but it had that feeling of that. 
And I was very confused because I couldn't feel my hands or my feet and I couldn't see them. I, and I couldn't understand where I was, which makes me understand why, you know, ghosts don't understand where they, who they are, where they are, because I didn't understand what was going on. And then at the very end, I saw some, a light and it was coming toward me. And then it, I realized it was a person and that person was Jesus. Now, my I didn't really have a lot of religious upbringing. I was really small, but my grandmother, she did tell me about Jesus and he's my friend if I needed him to call on him. So I knew about him, um, but, um, you know, I'm very young. I uh, wasn't even sure exactly how, what he looked like. I had a pretty good idea, but I knew it was him and he had people behind him. And he told me, which I felt like the people behind him were my family, even though I had never met him. And he told me that I had to go back. And so uh, I'm, I didn't have a choice. I mean, he said, you have to go back. And then I'm back on this day. It was, um, it was uh, the end of the summer, fall. Uh, I believe it was around that time period. It felt like uh, that. And we, or it was like uh, where it was uh, in between seasons. I'll put it that way. And I started getting really sick. I had sore throat. They wouldn't take me to the doctor. A couple of days went by. I got really worse. My fever was 103.9. They eventually, my mom called the hospital. They said, put me in a tub of ice. They did that, which was awful, by the way. <laughs> it was when you're burning, even though you have a high temperature, I was freezing. So that was awful. And the hospital, uh, Rex Hospital, was like T-Rex. You know, I remember that. And so uh, when I, when I was in that coma, I spent three days with Jesus. And as I'm, when they went to get me from the sheet, I just saw two uh, Catholic people. We, we weren't Catholic, but I knew they were by their rosary and so forth. And one was a nun and one was a priest and, and they were spirit people. And the woman says, blessed are the innocent. So I think their job is still praying over children. So that's what they were doing. And then instantly I looked down in my spirit body because I was like on the covered up, but in my spirit body as a little kid, I looked and beside me uh, was a man. I was in this beautiful field like paradise. And there was a man that was holding my right hand and he was smiling and he had all this glowy stuff coming out of his his center and his heart and he was so bright it was hard to look at he had the most beautiful smile and the most beautiful eyes and i mean it was 100,000 trillion percent jesus like how do you know there's no doubt okay absolutely it's like a soul thing no doubt and he said, uh, he had something to give me. And I said, is it a toy? And he thought that was funny. And he said, we're talking mind to mind. And he said, you have to go. He said, he has something to give me. I'll start with that. He said, something to give you. And I said, a toy. And he goes, no. And he and he took off something from his belt and he gave it to me. It's like a rope. And he says, I wrap you in my love, protection and wisdom. Much is given and much you'll give through the big things, the small things will be done. And through, and through the small things, the big things will be done. So he um, said, I had to go back and I saw some children in a roundabout. I said, they're here. And he said, you got to go back. And he, and I said, and I begged, 
please let me stay with you. It was so beautiful. I had everything. I, it was so complete. Everything. I just didn't want anything except just to be with him. I, I, I can't explain it. I felt so complete. I felt no want of anything. And he said, no, I had to go back. And he said, but you can stay a few minutes and ask me questions. And so to the, there was this big pasture, children to the left. I saw this tree over there. I saw in the back and some people, he said, we couldn't go that far. I was like, okay. So we walked around and as we walked, every blade of grass would follow him. And it was alive. The grass was alive. The flowers were alive. The tree the leaves everything was alive and almost in whisper and like in, in in like admiration and worship to him and the clouds followed him too and we went by this tree and sat on this rock and he pointed to the tree and he goes you know we don't eat from this tree and i'm like, okay wasn't thinking about it but the tree looked like not like cherry blossoms or a dogwood it was a flower tree and but it had uh, red grapes they did look kind of juicy but they had red grapes hanging from it and and he said this is a very wise tree and I said okay and he asked me what do you want to know and he he says is there anything you want to know so he kind of let me speak first and and I asked him silly I was a kid you know um it's five years old I asked him silly things like how's electricity made and then I just asked him, you know, I didn't really know what to ask. But then he started talking about how they create. He said, let me tell you how we create here. I said, here and heaven. And he goes, yeah. He goes, we think it and then it happens. And he said, but on, on earth, you do the same thing, but it just takes a lot longer. So you got to keep thinking positive thoughts. You got to keep, you got to keep thinking the same thing and positive too. He said, because if not, it'll change it. I said, oh, okay. So how did it do here? He goes, you just think it, it happens real quick. I said, okay. And I said, can I try? And he's like, sure. So we, uh, I thought of us being a little boat and we were in a little boat or a little river. And then these fish came up and he picked up one of the fish and he said, hey, and talked to it a minute and he put it back down. He goes, that's how we fish here. And then boom, we were right back in that pasture. I said, that was so much fun. That is so cool. He said, yeah, if you want to go skiing, what do you want? You just think about it. He said, there, they have some, there are similar things there like here. Okay. Like has a heaven on earth. It's, it's not that he's different. I mean, no decay or anything awful, but there are things by thought you can do. I was like, okay. It, but he told me my mission. And he also told me about that. I needed to go back because my mom, I needed to teach her love that I had more love for her than she had for herself. And I told him I didn't know how to do that. And so he, he said that that's something that um, he knows a lot about <laughs> and that there's no right or wrong way to do that. So what I didn't realize later is that loving my mom, despite she knew about the abuse and still loving her anyway. And, and that was a big one for me, especially as an adult. I love my mom though now, but this teach this taught me a lot about you know people that you love making bad decisions but loving them anyway and i know that some people might not agree with that and that's okay 
but really, um, that's, we should love our enemies. I don't know if I'm hundred percent there, like, you know, loving a mass murderer, but maybe there's a part of them that I can, I don't, I don't know, but this was a tough lesson. He didn't tell me all that. I had to figure that out much later in life, but he did say I had to go back. And he said that I had to show love to people and I had to shine so they could learn to shine. And I need to tell everybody about God's love and his love for people, all people, people that love him, that know him, people that don't, people, different religions, it, it just everybody. He's just, I love them. And he wanted me to tell them that. And as he tells me now, he says, be the love that you're created to be. And if we truly are that love, then, and if we want to have kindness and forgiveness and grace given to us, certainly we need to be that way with other people. And I feel nowadays, so many people are so harsh to say terrible things. They'll just say the meanest things like in text or on the YouTube or social media, wherever it is. And you're dealing with a real person with uh, emotions and, and we should be kinder to each other, like family. And that we're all part of this bigger, this bigger godly divine picture. And so uh, being that time with Christ, I never lost that connection. I still talk to him to this day. Jesus tells me things all the time. I'll just be thinking and go, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I'll be halfway to prayer. And then he'll just start talking and answering me. And I'm like, really? You don't say. And he'll, he'll tell me things. Sometimes I don't tell everybody what he's telling me because I don't think they're up for some of the things that he's told me. And it's a tough world, but he wants people, not just me. He said that when I went back, I argued, I, I got to finish that. It's kind of embarrassing, but I said, I don't think I can do this. This world's difficult. And he said, you can. And I said, no, it's just too big a job. And he said, there will be others like you doing this. And he was right. It took me most of my life. But now I see people that spend their time like me, maybe other near-death experiences, other people spending their time trying to help people spiritually move along in life. And so he was right. Has it been easy? No, it's been very difficult. Uh, spirituality always is, but uh, because you have, you know, counter on that. But what Jesus, his spending time with him is something that I think of often and I can't wait to do again. So that's, um, and now the gifts and the after effects, um, you know, didn't really count on seeing spirit people and, and go since then I'm trained for this. I have prayed a lot about it. And Jesus says, people need help. They need to know that they're alive from the other side and their loved ones are alive. And so I'm now an international medium and I'm also a spiritual teacher and did not argue on that one a long time too. <laughs> and I still channel Jesus and he's still my best friend and my redeemer and the one who resurrected me. And I'm forever grateful. Jesus tells me stuff before it happens. He knows exactly what's going on. And at the end of the day, humanity wins and love wins. But that's why this, this, this evil may seem like it's getting worse or you see violence more, you see different things. It's because the ones that have it within their self that some people accept this, they like this, you know, this evil game. 
um, they're frightened because their time is running short. <laughs> their time is running short. And so this is supposed to be a, a time of very exciting. So we're all here right now for the big football game. And, but it's a spiritual football game. And we're here, every one of us, every one of us. Be careful. Remember when Jesus said uh, about manifesting? He said, be careful with your words because your words turn into things. So we want to speak life to people and love and, and support and encouragement and inspiration. We don't want to say these mean things because guess what? It's like a mirror. It will reflect back on you and hold you back. The, um, I don't really like the word karma, but let's just say when somebody does something to others, it's, whether it's good or bad, it comes back very quickly now, very quickly. Yes. And so it's important for us to be mindful. And those that don't, some people get hung up, look at this and look how many... We can't focus on that because that brings our tone level down to a state of fear. And Jesus says, we are magnificent, that we are nothing but love. So we should not understand this fear because we do live forever. We're eternally his. So uh, we have to every now and then pull back from our cell phones, pull back from this, which is always in our face, right? Pull back from all of these things and be still and listen to our heartbeat and listen to the sound of nature and be grateful and be grateful for God that lives in us, God that created this beautiful world. And to know, as I'm told, that even though despite how it looks, that things will go well and humanity will go on in a better way because this way is not working. So we can have a place that's a better world to live. This is happening. This is bigger than anything, but you won't hear about this on your local broadcast, but this is the truth of what is really happening. And God is in control. He has not lost control. God is real. God is giving us angelic support and we are not alone and we are one big family and we love each other, but we've forgotten. Thanks yeah. for listening.